and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. They had like three great questions I was going to get with you guys on on media. I, one of them was with that stupid Peter Ducey asking Biden if he was going to pardon Trump. <laughs> well, you know, he didn't say no. <laughs> How stupid are you? He didn't say he wouldn't. <laughs> he could. He knew he couldn't answer. <laughs> Ducey got him again. <laughs> You know it. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Ready. Uh, it is the Brad and Brit cast. First one for this week. Thanks for joining us. We're live in the one thirty Eastern hour. And I got to, I got to cut out. I got to cut out early because I have a new side hustle. I'm a, I'm, what they call a secret shopper. Have you have you heard about this? Where people go into you know they check out how yeah retailers are doing or or how restaurants are doing, how they're treating their customers and right. And I'm part of a uh, specialized secret shopper uh, organization, and all we do is uh, go into stores and look for things that offend us. Okay, we. <laughs> I thought your punchline was going to be, you go to Target, look for gay stuff. That, that's what we do. Well, uh, one of our cohorts was one of the ones who uh, discovered that. By the way, did you see the the video from the other day in a, uh, in a Target where a, a, a guy was just outraged over the transgender onesie? Okay. The transgender onesie, because a lot of babies are, uh, a lot of a lot of baby boys are transitioning, and so uh, they still have their junk. So they need a little extra room down there. And this guy uh, was was offended because, uh, as you know, Britt, and you've been in a Target. I've been in a Target. The first thing I usually do is gravitate over to the children's clothing department oh, to oh, see God. what's going on. I find that's the first place I go. I go right through the no doors. Doubt, no doubt about it. As a single uh, guy, I mean, it's just a natural. Right. Any, anyway, so this guy, and it's a real short piece. It's only 15 seconds long. And no, it's not out of context. Uh, there's clothing from one of those racks, must be six or seven feet long, and all of it is on the floor. So there's this pile of children's clothing on the floor. And an employee from Target, a, a burly male, okay, a guy big enough to not have to take shit from this guy says to him, get out of here. You may leave now. And the guy first started to put up some resistance. And then he thought better of himself because, of course, he had made his incredible political statement to the planet and to the management of Target and to the woke crowd that cheers on companies like Target. Uh, because he dumped a bunch of clothing on the floor to show his disgust, and he turned around and he was leaving the store. He didn't want to. He didn't want to get arrested or anything. But uh, anyway, so I am now a secret shopper, and it's just a, it is so much fun. It 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 really really is. For instance, I go into uh, greeting cards stores, and yeah. if I just if I just see a rainbow, I lose my mind. 
I, I just lose my mind. <laughs> Any right sort of rainbow. Start, I start tipping over those big, tall racks that have hundreds. And point made, point made. And, and this is how we change America. Uh, one outrage at a time. And uh, I am the embodiment. I am the human embodiment of where woke goes to die. It oh, that's what you are. Right inside. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was the absolutely. Indian guy that's the, GO, the GOP guy running for president. I thought he was like the. Uh... Oh, Vivek Ranswamy? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Now, uh, Vivek Ranswamy, I saw him this morning, a rare appearance on Fox Business <laughs> with Maria Bataromo, who, by the way, and I didn't, I didn't pull the audio off, but I could have because I was watching on TV, which you know allows me because of the DVR to, to to pull something that I've just seen. I, I just didn't have it in me to, to to pull this off of their segment because she said again to him in the middle of all this, you know, they're just reinforcing each other's idiocy about everything, but. She once again let you know that there were so many things wrong with the 2020 election and the 2016 election and, quote, everybody knows it. So even after the company is paying out close to $800 million in a settlement, even though it's her video with, uh, what's her name, the stupid lawyer from North Carolina, you know, a crazy well, woman. Sydney, whatever. Sydney, Sydney Powell. Is that her name? You know, her. Her uh, segment with Sidney Powell is is one of the showcase uh, lies that helped sink Fox and and brought them to the point of throwing in the towel and not wanting to have anything more come out, including Logan Roy being put on a uh, on the stand. You see what I did there? You did. You see what I did? <laughs> you're a, you're the king of pop culture. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> Uh, so, so she's she's still with. Anyway, uh, you brought up Vivek Ranswamy. He and uh, Ron DeSantis would like you to know. And remember, they are not members of Congress right now. They are just declared presidential candidates for the Republican nomination. Both of them, both of them, uh, are saying no to the deal cut by Kevin McCarthy and President Biden over the weekend. These are men of great principle. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure These they've taken a, who, I'm taking a really strong look at it. They've taken a strong look at it. They're, yeah. they're both brilliant Ivy Leaguers who, who uh, know how to read, and they want to get, of course, to the right of Trump. Yeah. Okay? That's the game. The game for them is to be uh, bigger assholes than Trump on any particular issue and it's such a, a triangulation of insanity because what three weeks ago trump was the guy who on tv said ah go ahead default it's gonna happen sooner or later may as well just get it over with that's what i always say you know i can't make the car payment fuck it why make the car payment they're gonna repossess my car anyway <laughs> screw it I'll just I'll just run this car into a ditch. I mean, I'm going to wreck it at some point. Why not do it now? Yeah, get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. Um, and 
I haven't heard what Trump's official take is on the deal over the weekend, but whatever it is, it can't be as adamantly opposed to it as Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ranswamy are. Um, and then you have uh, the, the nuttiest of the nutcakes on the Republican side saying, no, 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 no. Boy, that Chip Roy is something else. Have you seen that guy? He's, he's something a, else. He's, he's just out of his mind. What did, uh, but wait a minute. I think we put our marker down uh, back in January as to how long Kevin McCarthy would last as speaker. I mean, it's already being threatened. It's already being like, well, if you go through with this towel, then you're, you're, well, you're toast. Well, of of course it is. Is this That's the hill because, you want to die on? <laughs> but Britt, think, think about the reason that he may be a short timer is, and remember what the rules are in the world of being a Republican politician. You get punished for ever doing the right thing. You get rewarded for doing the wrong thing. And because Correct. Kevin McCarthy, say what you want about him. We say a lot about him. He was staring into the abyss. So was the president. And been, a lot of been people smart a lot of people smarter than us were saying, you know, they're gonna do something. They're not gonna let this this go, you know, they're not gonna let the clock run out and have the country go into default because everybody was saying that's not an option, right? No. So if if it's not an option, if it's not an option and you're a mature, responsible adult adult, then you vote to get this out of the way get it done let's come back in 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 two years in a non-election year situation after there's another president in there or this one is re-elected and uh you can talk about um, cuts to the budget and things of that sort but this this pisses off enough people that you know it's probably a good fair deal right when everybody's pissed off that means something was done right everybody got screwed on on a few things joe manchin got his fucking pipeline which all the environmentalists on the right on the left are mad at that we know we understand that but default not an option this is as if brit you're in your home and you've just had a heart attack right you are on the floor you are in pain right and you got to get to the hospital. you got to get to the hospital. So uh, you crawl over to the phone. Um, you dial 911. The ambulance comes. The ambulance comes. And they get there in like two minutes. You know, you're that golden hour. they got to get you to the hospital because you've had a heart attack and you could die. Um, but your neighbor, your neighbor, your friendly neighbor comes over and says, no, no. Leave Mr. Whitmire there. This ambulance is not allowed to take you to the hospital. Why? Uh, I don't like the color of the paint on the ambulance. I like blue ambulances. This one is green. So, Britt, we're sorry. You're going to have to die. But it's the wrong color. And if I, you I have had principles. made it. I have principles, Britt. I have principles. I will not let you go. That, that's how stupid this is. This, if this, I had made a no deal sense. with my neighbor that yes, they would have ambulance veto power over me if they would if I if I could let my dog crap on their lawn. 
<laughs> if I had made that deal. And and we it's been almost five months ago, but it, it was a tumultuous time in early January when Kevin McCarthy basically went to the idiots, the crazoids, the Marjorie Taylor Greene faction, the Lauren Boebert faction, the Matt Gates faction of the Republican Party and said, whatever, whatever you want, whatever you want, I'll do whatever you want. I don't care. Sure. It could be I, if I take a wrong step, if I fart and all that, you guys, it, it, you can vote me out. Anything. Just make me speaker for a day. Just let me let me have it for one day. So now, of course, they've they've held the sort of Damocles over his head for nigh on five months now. And guess what? They get to use it now. They get to use it because as we as I if. in my genius political analysis last week, I think you remember it. No deal was going to work for them. I know. Right. I know. Not Absolutely. many people could have figured that out. Right. 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 So the the uh, the numbers, I don't have them in front of me, but it appears that even if this uh, group of uh, folks uh, vote no on the overall bill and it has to get through this this rules committee, uh, I think today, and the committee is made up of 13 members. Okay. That is Nine Republicans and four Democrats. The Democrats are going to give no help in this committee. All right. So you have, hang on. Right. So wait. So essentially you have nine Republicans and with 13, you need seven of the nine to vote to move the legislation so it can be voted on. Two of them have stepped forward to say, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Okay. So that leaves seven because you take the two no Republicans, add them to the four no Democrats, and that's six. So it's seven to six. And who are the two that are saying no? This asshole, Chip Roy from Texas, and that double asshole from South Carolina, Ralph Norman. They're the two. If they get one more, I'm not quite sure what happens. I don't know if the whole thing blows up and we go into default and uh, the stock market crashes and dogs marry cats and all of those kinds of things. But this is what this is what we're dependent on. This is the thread by which uh, we all hang here. But I will say this: if this gets done, and I think we talked about this months ago, but it's more important now to say it. If this gets done and this gets passed and Kevin McCarthy gets tossed out as the speaker, it will be to his credit in history for doing the right thing for the country and sacrificing his job as speaker. Oh, my God, how will we ever recover? He... He's going to be like one of the Roy children at the end of succession. He'll be sitting there. One of them wants to jump in the East River. Uh, the other one's drinking heavily, right? He just, no, he will live, but he will have done the right thing. And I can just see how they're going to try to make him eat those words that he spoke over the weekend that uh, President Biden negotiated honorably. He did a good job. We're, we're, we're glad that it worked out the way he did. How dare Kevin McCarthy say something even remotely complimentary about the president? Um, and we're, we're not big Kevin McCarthy fans here, but no. um, in, the, in the end, this is what had to be done. And yeah, I think 
Joe Biden proved once again, I don't know how many times he has to do this, that uh, he's smarter than the average bear. And they can run more video of him uh, tripping, going upstairs, falling off a bicycle, falling off a bike or or looking the wrong way when he walks into a room and assume that that's an indication of stage nine dementia. But we know it's not. They can run all the video they want of him speaking significantly slower and not as clearly as he did when he was 45 years old. They can do that all they want. But uh, and I came up with this phrase, Britt, results oriented. I'm a results oriented guy. I'm the wow. first one to say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one. That was mine. And uh, that's you can laugh all you want about. He's he's a, a hopeless optimist about bipartisan negotiations and getting <laughs> things done. I know, I know. I get that. I you know you and. and yeah, he is. He a, you, he he's from another done. world, but shit, this is what we needed. Well, we needed. I, a couple of points. Uh, Ralph Norman is the guy who nearly kicked uh, Matt Gates's ass back in January. That was the kerfuffle on the House floor where uh, Matt Gates almost saw his life flash before his eyes. So yeah, that, so th- that's always the result of somebody not being a big enough asshole. <laughs> when it's people always. like that fighting, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The second point I would say is, once again, that old man is kicking your ass. I would reinforce that point that you just made, uh, that time and time again, he's just a hopeless doofus. He has no idea what's going on. He probably shits himself uh, about 3 o'clock every afternoon, but somehow he kicks your ass every single time. But you'll notice, you'll notice you're not getting a spike the football, dance in the end zone. Well, you're not. Up, up your ass from Joe Biden, because he knows better. He's smarter than that. He's way, way smarter than that. He's he's not going to hold a a signing ceremony uh, in the Oval Office and write his name bigger than King Kong signature and hold it up and and flash it around like a nutcase. It's not how he he operates because he doesn't have to. So. Well, and, uh, and because he also knows that the deal could die because they have yeah. fucking crazies running the Republican Party. And this is well, where this is where you can make a difference with the, the media coverage, because you would like to say, oh, we have crazies on this side running the Republican Party and we have crazies like AOC running the Democratic Party. No, well, no, that's what they're doing. I you, know. You know, that's you're, not you're, how you're, this works. You're th- and, 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 and it, it's not equal because no. it's very clear that they're going to get a ton of Democratic votes for this why because their president negotiated this is is aoc going to vote for it i don't know she might she votes for a lot of stuff that she, does. she doesn't like a hundred percent um but the was calculation this- is right now that there are plenty of democratic votes to, to more than make up was, was the, the squad and bitching over on the republican side was the squad ever in any threat of taking out nancy pelosi as speaker of the house your answer is no there was never an attempt. There was never anything. They're like, oh, my God, she's in trouble. They're going to take that never happened. Kevin McCarthy's political life as Speaker of the, the House is clearly in jeopardy right now. That's what's happening. The other thing I but would I would, you have, I to, would t- you have to remember that, that, that in the scope of human events and where the country is right now, that is less important even than are the Celtics going to keep their coach? Well, okay? I don't, nobody cares. We don't care. It doesn't matter. Well, the it next guy matter. who's the Speaker of the House who could be 
third in line for the presidency might be even nuttier than him. So I would say there's a little more important than whether Joe Mazzul keeps his job as the interim coach of the Boston Celtics. Uh, the other thing that I would tell you this, and, and we've talked about presidents being able to put together a good team. Okay, the guy himself, not so great, but he puts together a good team. Is there really any comparison with the team of negotiators that Joe Biden has had now for these two and a half years versus the team of fucking clowns that was running around the White House when Donald Trump was president? Is there really any comparison? Again, it's a, well, you know, these people are this way and these people are this way. Now, the Joe Biden team gets shit done. The Donald Trump team just gets fired and is, and gets a new guy in there every couple of weeks. Gets does indicted. Bullshit. <laughs> he gets indicted. <laughs> what about the Abraham Accords? If I hear one more motherfucker on Newsmax or Fox or anywhere else talk about how fucking brilliant Jared was for negotiating the Abraham Accords, I think I'm going to lose my mind. I think I'm going to have to start taking the goofy pills. Because that's all they ever talk about. Oh, man, that was a great deal. What a great deal for America. Man, he got peace in the Middle East. Oh, oh, look at him. No. What no. color are your favorite goofy pills? <laughs> pink, of course. Pink. Pink, pink, pink. All right. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll be uh, at least thankful that uh, we are where we are as opposed to where we could or would uh, have been. Uh, I got a list here. Go, go ahead with your list. Here we go. Uh if you have a phone case, you're a poor schmuck. Oh, wow. The stupidest thing in the history of stupid things. Stupid thing. Uh, Liz Cheney chooses good for her. Liz Cheney chooses good for her. Um, everyone has a price, and rock and roll is here to pay. Mm-hmm. And car dealers really do run America. Jeez. Uh, oh, and, and, and uh, by, by the way, Kohl's is the latest uh, major retailer to get threatened, just like, oh, just like um, Target. Let's, let's do Kohl's because I actually do have a, a culture war update locally that you might want to keep an eye on. Mm. They've just announced this show that's coming to the Tanger Center. Uh, here in beautiful Greensboro, North Carolina, which is a lovely little uh, theater that they've opened a couple, two or three years ago. It's called Golden Girls, and it's September the 29th and the 30th, uh, a limited engagement at the Tanger Center. And if I'm reading this right, and I think I am, it features men playing Dorothy Blanche and all of your Golden Girls oh, favorites. Oh, that's great. So look for... That is so funny. The king of Metformin, Mark Robinson, Greensboro native, who is running for governor of this state to object greatly. See if that one actually pops up on the radar at some point. That's so funny. I know. I think that's just. The only problem is whoever's going to play the uh, character that B. Arthur did. They're going to have a higher voice. No one's going to recognize the character. <laughs> you you see what I did there? B. Arthur had a. <laughs> she did. Dorothy. Dorothy is the character that she Dorothy. portrayed on Golden Girls. So right. just keep that one on your radar. Keep that tucked away. Yeah. See if All Mad right, Mark uh, Robinson decides to get pissed off about that one. According to a uh, New York Post report, which means you can count on it. Uh, Folks are offended, supposedly, which probably means one person, 
Remember, we're at the stage now where one parent can get a book banned in a school yeah. system, right? That's true. Yeah. So if one person goes ballistic on something like this, it's uh, it's ascribed to to everyone, everyone. Uh, these are pride themed baby onesies, as I was mentioning before, that I'm on the lookout for. Yeah. Um, some were accusing Coles of marketing quote transgender ideology to children. Uh, can we just stop there? Uh, when you schlep your baby <laughs> to a store, a grocery store, department store, they don't know what planet they're on. They are not likely to be, um, how should we say it, educated, influenced, um, being marketed to some kind of transgender ideology. But I guess that's kind of beside the point, isn't it, Britt? It is kind of beside and, the point. Yes, it is. And they want a Bud Light-style boycott of the store. So who are these people that are doing this? Let me let me go to the uh, original. And see, but remember, it's the headline that matters. The Fox version of this is, Coles faces shopper uproar. Clothing, <laughs> children. And then it says, disgusting. Okay. <laughs> Several bodysuits designed for newborn babies featuring LGBTQ messaging. Now, Britt, this is unfair. I'm, I'm catching you off guard. Do you remember what kind of clothing you were wearing when you were six months old? Go ahead. Come on. As it turns out, no. And I've actually seen pictures, so I, I don't know. All right, here's one called the Baby Sonoma Community Pride Bodysuit Set. It's designed for three-month, six-month, and nine-month-old kids. It depicts what appears to be a lesbian couple with a dog and three kids, including a young boy in a wheelchair. And one of the adults in the drawing is carrying a progressive pride flag, probably a rainbow flag. And other merchandise includes a love is love banner, towels, bibs, candles, shorts, and... Pillows. This has got to stop, Britt. This has got to stop. <laughs> it is outrageous. See, in my world, when I go into Walmart or somewhere and I walk through the clothing area, and I actually do because you have to walk through the clothing area sometimes to get to the back of the store to, to find the good shit. <laughs> um, if I just see University of Michigan adorned sweat, I go ballistic. I hate Michigan. So why can't I... <laughs> tell Walmart to get that out of there. It offends yeah. me. It well, hurts I me. Do I hate Michigan. I'm on Ohio State fan. I right. Dallas Cowboys merch would be the same for yeah. me. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys. And, and for a lot of folks, I'm sorry, Duke. You yeah, see Duke, Duke stuff. Oh, it, yeah, it triggers me. I start to sweat. My my heart rate goes up. I'm I'm worried. Wow. I just remember I, there, there was a time in North Carolina, and this was I would like to make Carolina greater again. Uh, it was not really socially acceptable to see somebody wearing Duke gear. Now, this century, it's become a lot more prevalent, and I don't like it. Um, no, your, your, your point is, is well taken. Um, I, I have a couple of, of thoughts on this. I was actually in a bar last night, and I saw people unapologetically and kind of carelessly drinking Bud Light, and they looked like cisgendered heterosexuals. So I don't know if they got the memo or not. I, I, I'm not sure. They were just drinking Bud Light like it was cool. Eh, it's fine. And I'm watching the uh, – I watched some of the race yesterday. The uh, Coca-Cola 600 was supposed to be run on uh, Sunday because of weather. They ran it on Memorial Day. Uh, they were advertising very heavily Bush Light. 
Whoa. Now, how many people do you think that are all fired up about this whole Bud Light situation do realize it's the same company that makes Bush Light? How many people do you think know that? I'm just curious. Even more, how many people actually know the stupid details of why they're supposed to be offended? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because, again, if you go back and dig through this, the reason people are pissed off is because there's a, a transgender person and the company made like four cans of this stuff and sent it to that person so they could show it on their Instagram. <laughs> that's why we hate Bud Light and we're not drinking it and they're woke and fuck you. That's terrible. I do have an update though. There is a new one. Jesus's chicken Chick-fil-A has gone woke. Right wingers vent on Twitter after fast food uh, chain salutes diversity and inclusion. Chick-fil-A put out a statement to speak about its company mission to care for customers and employees alike, a purpose they summarize as better together. We understand oh, that good the for them. Good for them. <laughs> well, but now they're fucked. Now they're part. They're no, part of the problem see, too. See, but here, here's here's the problem, uh, not for Chick Fil A, but for whatever jackal pack of morons that are out there thinking that they really can go around and pick on corporations, in particular large ones with deep pockets like Chick Fil A, and. Uh, tell them how to behave and, and tell them how to act and uh, tell them that they need to be more exclusive, not inclusive. Chick-fil-A is in the business of selling as much food to as many people of all types as possible. Well, now, I know they're not open on Sundays and they've got the Christian thing working, but let me they, still, they like to make a lot of money. And they do. you know what? When, when, when a company like this, okay, says this and does this, that is a huge repudiation. That is a huge repudiation and a great one of cancel culture from the right like this. Uh, on yeah, where's Bill Mar- of- how, how does Bill Maher feel about this? Where, where is he on this one? I'm just curious. I haven't, I haven't heard Mr. Right Mark now. speak out on this yeah. one. Right. But, I, I but, want to take you back about, I want to take you about, a, I, th- uh, this, I think this is great. Good for them. Well, I want to take you back about 11 years and it would have been a few months after we started at WBT and uh, the guy who was the president of, right. of Chick-fil-A made some remarks saying that he really wasn't a big, huge fan of gay marriage and didn't like that right. sort of thing. Mr. And there Pappy. was a ba- yeah. And then there was some sort of talk that there were going to be some gay activists that were going to make out in front of Chick-fil-A's. And that led to Chick-fil-A Day. Do you remember Chick-fil-A Day, Brad? It was where we all decided, as good, God-fearing, Bible-thumping, women-humping Americans, that we were going to line up and buy the fuck out of some chicken sandwiches. Yeah. And they did. And even people on our station who are not us people who would be considered to the right of us got on the air and said, what do you think you people were doing today? <laughs> what, what is it you think you were supporting? Well, but, but, but think of this. All right. This is, this is the perfect uh, bit of parentheses here on the one side, what you're just saying. And then on the other side, it seems to me that Chick-fil-A has every right and and every ability to say you know what 11 years ago this happened and we promised to get better and you know what we are better and this is how much better we are 
because we know that America, and again, we exercise our right as a a Christian company, Christian ownership and the rest to, to not be open on Sunday. Yet at the same time, we can do that and be open all the way and welcoming all the way to everybody. We do not discriminate. We do not discriminate. And if there are still people, the anti-Anheuser-Busch, the anti-Coles, the anti-Target people, which probably, by the way, in actual numbers is about 10, right, that have driven these stories and gotten way too much publicity for them. If uh, they'd like to take on Chick-fil-A, good luck, because if there was a, uh, a buy-in of Chick-fil-A food 11 years ago, imagine what's going to happen now. I think this is the, the best marketing they've ever done, because this allows them to reach out to maybe a lot of people who don't go to Chick-fil-A because they're just a little bit queasy. They still have the impression that it's just not for them. I'll go somewhere else. But I think... You know, they're going where the puck is. The puck is over here. It's the future. It's lots of people who aren't all looking just like me. It's everybody. So good for them. Good good for them. In fact, let's end this right now. Let's just go over there. Let's just start buying stuff. They have the (laughs) waffle fries, right? Don't they have the waffle fries there? Can I tell you, I've always found the food at Chick-fil-A to be good, not great. It's a bit overrated. It's okay. It's another place. I know. It's another place. I get that. But uh, um, I, good. I just, I th- it's a great story. I'm glad you you caught it here because it it kind of broke late while we were while we they, were doing this. They have a vice president named Eric McReynolds, and he's in charge of. He's the director of diversity, equity, and inclusion. What they That's, even have one of those? They I, do. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Which I mean, I know that that just makes. Folks who are on the right who are like supposedly anti-woke for whatever reason they think they're anti I know that makes them cringe. Just to hear those three, diversity, equity, and inclusion, to hear those three things put together as an office. <laughs> I know that they just, they just hate to hear that. His, his statement says, Chick-fil-A restaurants have long been recognized as a place where people know they will be treated well. Modeling care for others starts in the restaurant, and we are committed to ensuring mutual respect, understanding, and dignity everywhere we do business. These tenants are good business practice and crucial to fulfilling our corporate purpose. (laughs) Who could fucking have a problem with that? Who would look at that and go, that's awful. That's terrible. Stop doing that. It's awful stuff. Because if it were up to, quote, those people, unquote, it wouldn't be diversity, uh, inclusion, and what's the third third one of that? D- uh, equity, the, right? Equity, yeah. They would want someone in charge of exclusivity, <laughs> discrimination, and hate. Okay, <laughs> we're going to we balance want. it out. <laughs> and, and and by the way, the guy who was the uh, first person in the restaurant business to uh, actually have one of those people actually he didn't hire someone; he did it himself. Was a young man named Lester Maddox, the great Lester Maddox. Who, Later became the the uh, governor of Georgia. Remember, he had the restaurant, and he he chased black people out of his restaurant. Have I ever showed you this? Speaking of Lester Maddox, this is going to be a visual for those of you. Have I ever showed you that? George Wallace for president, stand up for America. Yes. 
My now, you, know I've got, you know I've got those Jesse Helms yard signs well, in my garage that I, that I grabbed from my neighbor all those I'll years I'll take ago. your Jesse Helms sign, and I'll, and I'll raise you a Helms Buster pin. This is from my grandmother. She was very political. She's really the, the fault of all of this. All of my political thoughts and opinions and stuff pretty much came from her and, and all of that. So her, she woke me. She got me woke, Brad. What was her name? Millie. And she left me a whole bunch of these. This is one of the things that she, uh, you know, she me. was thoroughly modern. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Millie. She got me. There's a Mondale Ferraro pen from 1984. There you, go. Uh, you know, it's not just, it's in uh, mint condition. It is in mint condition. Some of these are in it's really in good condition. shape and I need to get them. Preserved. You know why it's in mint condition? Cause who would want to be seen with that in public? <laughs> You know, Brad, I believe that we should reelect Carter Mondale. Carter Mondale. I think that's what we should do in 1980. God damn, that's hard to believe that that's been 43 fucking years ago. Jesus. All right, let's do, let's do, uh, if you have a phone case, uh, then you're a poor schmuck. Man, tell me how stupid I am for having a phone case. Let's see if I can find this one here. Mine is a Raiders case with my favorite, one of my favorite players, Hunter Renfro from your Clemson University Tigers. Mm. Mm. Thinking about getting a new phone now. All right. Well, I can't, I can't find what I was going to read about it, but I, I know everything I need to know. I can actually uh, ad lib for, for nine seconds. Here's the thing. Um, the new in thing among rich people. I guess it's been around for a while. It's now just start being noticed is not having a phone case, which is essentially saying to the world, I don't fucking care if my phone breaks. I just get another. I don't care if it gets yeah. wet because I'm rich enough to instantly replace it and not break a sweat. And somebody went back and looked at every episode of succession and no one on that show has a phone case Jesus. okay that was just one of the little the little things that they uh that they put in the show and of course it's it's stupid it's uh it's idiotic um but i can see you know okay driving a two hundred thousand dollar car right everybody has one of those Live in a giant house. Everybody got one of those. And everybody has a phone. And the dividing line between the bourgeoisie and the truly elite is stupid people like us. When we get ourselves a new phone, especially if we get an expensive phone, I mean, if you pay eight, nine thousand dollars, twelve hundred for 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 an iPhone, you're going to fork over, you know, thirty or forty or fifty, whatever it costs for a phone case and most of us are fine with it it doesn't hinder the operation of the phone it doesn't uh do anything except protect it and i can't remember where i was the other day but i'll be damned if if i didn't drop my phone or it fell and it was fine because i have a i have a case on it and uh somebody was right near me they were looking right at it and I looked at him and said, it's okay. It's got a case on it. And, you know, off we went. But it's definitely the kind of fall that had it hit a, uh, a hard floor without a case. The thing would have dented or broken or the 
screen would have shattered or something like that. But if you're somebody, if you're really somebody, you don't have a phone case, which to me is stupid because it's harder to hold a phone that doesn't have a case because they're thinner, they're more slippery, and more likely to just fall in general, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a utility to the case itself besides the fact that, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's like when I was going to elementary school and in junior high, you had to wear loafers. If you wore tie shoes, you were a geek. It's true. That's true. There were, there were a couple of years That's where funny. you just had to wear loafers. And I don't right. know who knows. How, I don't know how that one came and went, but it did. Um, and it made it made no sense. And, of course, tie shoes are always better in terms of they stay on your feet and walk out of them and the rest. And I was in a, a shoe store. In fact, I was uh, at the uh, Big Tanger Outlet Mall okay. in uh, Meebane, uh, North Carolina. Meebane. Because uh, I had to, uh, at the last second, drive my daughter to uh, RDU. Oh, okay. Her, so a rare opportunity to her, stop by Melbourne, yeah. Her, yeah, her flight out of uh, Greensboro got, uh, how should we say, canceled or moved <laughs> nine hours ahead. And I thought, well, we'll get a better flight out of Raleigh. Daddy, can you drive me over there? Sure. I said, yeah, but I have to charge you an extra $100. <laughs> she paid me to drop her off. Anyway, so Did I'm she driving Venmo back. you? She... <laughs> she, I'm driving back and uh, to Greensboro. I stopped at the uh, Meebane uh, Tanger Outlets, and I went into the Skechers store, Skechers store. And if you watch TV, you've been bombarded for the last few months with the uh, newest invention from Skechers, which is the shoe that you don't have to bend over to get, get into. You could just walk into it. You just put your foot in. For older Americans that are either too old or too fat wait, to bend wait, over. Yeah, and yeah. Bless yeah, hang, hang on here a second. So this is kind of the modern version yeah. of the you, you can't wear tie shoes. This is in seventh grade. You got to wear loafers. And so uh, I go into the outlet store. It's a, it's a great store. They got every kind of shoe that they make there and i look at these ones that are the ones with no laces you just step into them and how do they do it the back of the shoe is built up it's about an inch thick okay mm -hmm. all right so you just put your foot in. you can't crunch it you can't wreck it and you just step into it and i thought do i really want that no i i don't think i want that and i thought just what you were saying a moment ago. If I'm too old, if I can't put on regular shoes, if I can't tie them myself, yeah, then I've got a lot of problems <laughs> that do. are way beyond that. It is representative of something really, really bad. And I just cannot imagine that the fit that those shoes would have in in running or just going to the gym or doing it would be equal to uh the tie version of their shoes which is what i bought they're, they're great i like them they're, they're really good looking and 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 the rest but uh um man this that that is whoever thought of that was brilliant okay 
because it's another one of those solving a problem that didn't exist products, right? It feels like to me, uh, as a suburban white guy, Skechers is kind of the official shoe of suburban white people. It really does feel like that. <laughs> like you can't really uh, show your credentials as a, a good uh, Caucasian unless you own a, a pair of Skechers. But, you know, it's actually the first one of that brand that I bought that's a, that's a real that's a real shoe in all all this time. And it's just, you know, the price point comes in you know, 30, 40, 50 bucks lower than, you know, good, good sneakers, uh, Brooks, or uh, I guess new balance we bought. And, you know, the price of those has just jumped oh, suddenly to, to, to one eighty, two hundred. Yeah. For Thanks a lot, that Biden. 110, 120. Right. Right. And so <laughs> if the, uh, the sketchers and they must really have some good little, uh, child slaves making their shoes in they order do. to keep the price down. No, they're whipping the shit out of those Cambodians. They're doing a great yeah. job. Exactly. Uh, let's do uh, let's do car dealers really do rule the world, and that'll be uh, that'll be uh, our dessert All for right. today. Hold on here. Um, let me jump in. This guy wrote a story um, for for Slate magazine, okay, and. He attended the National Association of uh, Car Dealers. I think it's called NADA mm-hmm. or, 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 or something of, of that sort. And I guess it's in, they hold it in Texas, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's every stereotype that you've ever, ever thought about car dealers. And he really explains it well. And uh, what, he, what he explains is that the car dealers of America are possibly the most powerful lobbying group of them all. Jesus. They are more powerful than the NRA. That's hard. They are more powerful than labor unions. They control the Republican party, lock stock and barrel. And even Democrats tend to not want to piss them off. And they explain how the, the car dealer model came in to being, I guess, at the beginning of the 20th century, when, you know, cars were starting to be mass produced, the companies that built the cars, they didn't want to be in the business of having to create sales teams and sell their cars. So suddenly in steps, this group of people, we'll do it for you. We'll do it for you. And we're going to call ourselves car dealers. And we're going to start amassing power. And we're going to start making sure that moats are built around our businesses and the way we do business state by state, county by county, city by city that make it near impossible for you guys to do anything that will threaten our business. And as a result, a shocking, a shocking number of people who are really, really rich in this country are car dealers right okay the the 10 largest auto groups that sell cars do about a hundred billion dollars worth of business that's more than the car makers themselves right in other words it's more profitable to sell something that that you don't make and put a markup on it and sell it to schmucks like us (laughs) than it is to uh, actually make 
the cars. Who would have thought? Now, uh, think about them what you want, but Elon Musk is in the business of helping to break that up because, of course, when you buy a Tesla, uh, you don't go to a car dealer. You don't go to a Tesla dealer. You buy it online. There may be a showroom. Maybe they uh, rent some space at a mall and put a few cars out there to take a look at, but there is no uh, Tesla dealer on auto row in your town per se. And the car dealers, as we know them, they hate that. They hate that because they are afraid that uh, Ford and General Motors and Hyundai and Honda and the rest of them are going to decide, why do we even need dealerships also? Uh, We'll just have repair shops that fix our cars, but we're going to sell them directly to you. And you know what? That's not going to happen. Why? Hmm. Because these car dealers have the Republican Party wrapped around their fingers in every legislature. And haven't we joked before that it seems like the North Carolina legislature, among many, is made up of old, fat, white guy, retired car dealers who've made zillions of dollars and have a lot of time on their hands. It's not that inaccurate to say that. That was one of the reasons they could not sell Teslas in the uh, beginning here in North Carolina, because the legislature just wanted the consumer to be protected in case there was a problem with the vehicle. They wanted a dealership for you to be able to go back to, because politicians in this state are terribly concerned about consumers and their rights. Uh, now, Texas, Texas, check this out. The car dealers in Dallas were gathering for the 10th anniversary of their 2013 stand that they took against direct sales of cars like Tesla in Texas. In 2013, the Texas legislature, the same people that are taking a principled stand in impeaching, uh, what's his name, Dan Patrick, mm-hmm. the, uh, the attorney general, by the way, did that guy get punched in the eye? Did you notice that one eye looks like it has a black eye? What is he's that? the the he's the lieutenant governor. Ken Paxton is the attorney general. Ken That's Paxton. the guy who's the, yeah. You know what? The, the, those are two of the biggest assholes in Texas. It's it's tough to not mix them up. And I <laughs> very difficult. All right, back to what what the dealers did in Texas. Um, there were proposals, probably Elon Musk back then, uh, to allow direct sales of cars in that state and that got swamped that got smushed that got crushed because of the campaign donations and because of the lobbying by the dealers so are you ready i think this is the only state where it's true and this is why the lone star state is a different country teslas that are actually made in texas have to be shipped out of the state and then re-imported across oh. state lines to any buyers in Texas who purchased them online. Jesus. That's the workaround no, because of dealer on. protection laws. So you have to buy your car in Arkansas or Oklahoma, whatever, and 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 bring it back into I Texas. never want to you know, hear that's anybody. That's power, baby. That is power, though. I never want to hear any of these assholes that are moving to Texas talk about the red tape of California or any of that shit. Get out of my face with that. But see, it's different red tape oh, when yeah. it doesn't uh, when it doesn't strangle uh, someone's ability to to make a buck at your expense. Jesus. That's not red. T- <laughs> okay, that's Get red out. tape that has to be gotten rid of. <laughs> if it's uh, red tape that inconveniences consumers and costs them more money, uh, shit. That can is, live with that. We don't need that regulation. That's that crap. is some really that's some fucking banana republic shit right there. 